All right. Dan, we're in the dunny. Six feet? I think this is about six feet. All right, so we should be good. We should be good. Sitting across from one another. Six Six feet. Six feet. We're definitely six feet from our listeners. Yeah, for sure. More than six feet. Ah, the convenience of podcasting. Yeah, potty dropping. So what are we doing here, Dan? Well, checking in about old COVID-19 potty episode, special edition. Yeah, special edition. We thought it would be fun for us from Beyond the Pines to drop a little potty and just how to deal with what's going on out there right now. A few things we want to cover. One, the Enneagram. The Enneagram. How might people respond to a pandemic through their particular number? Then we kind of want to close it out with just talking about dealing with the recommendation of social distancing and the value of connection to others. A.K.A. being holed up with a few of your <laughs> closest family and friends. Yeah, you got your four-year-old twins at home all day <laughs> for a bunch of days. You cross-eyed? I feel cross-eyed. Do I look cross-eyed? <laughs> yeah. I, I So, okay, so how I look and how I feel are both congruent. <laughs> <laughs> they match as uh, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm a matcher. You're a matcher. I'm a matcher. That's good. Um, so yeah, we want to talk a little bit about that and then just, you know, ways to flexibly work with the circumstances. So if you're a business owner in Flagstaff or got told to shut down the gym or your restaurant, the coffee shop, um, yeah, I would just imagine that'd be extremely tough. So maybe some strategies in dealing with that. Yeah. First though, I think it's a great idea just to kind of joke about this. You and I were joking about using the Z- Enneagram to Z-N-A. talk about how people respond to what's going on currently, both the virus itself and then, um, yeah, the policy and reaction to the virus. So I think it'd be cool to kind of, uh, you know, joke around about it for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Um, also a podcast, you can do that while social distancing. So It works out perfect. So we're following right. CDC recommendations and having a little bit of fun. Yeah. Enjoy, Mom. All right, Mother. So let's start with the Enneagram. It all starts with the seven, right? We got the enthusiast. Everything starts with the seven. Everything starts with the enthusiast. So here's how I imagine it. In our first session, with or our first podcast, we talked about the seven with the fold-out trampolines. Yep. So the seven's throwing a social distancing party with their fold-out trampolines. <laughs> By the way, what is a... <laughs> Sorry to sidetrack you. Yeah. What is a fold out trampoline? <laughs> pretty pretty self-explanatory. Seems physically impossible. Oh no, man. Is this if someone's gonna do it, it's a seven. Seven's gonna yeah. have a fold out trampoline. And like invent it or just own it? Both. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they <laughs> so they set up the social distancing party. Everyone has a fold out trampoline. They're all six feet apart. And uh they're live streaming to their friends in Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah, the seven. The seven. Because they got friends all over. All over the all world. Over this joint. Yeah, they're making sure that thing's up on Instagram. It's live. They're just as viral and uh, global as the coronavirus. Absolutely. So then let's start with the one. So the ones at the COVID social distancing fold-out trampoline party hosted by the seven. The thing I think about the one is that they're probably kind of confused if there's even people congregating in the first place. Oh, for sure. They're wondering, like, what are we doing here? Don't you guys know there's a pandemic? Yeah, they, they probably, if they're there, so if they made the decision to go, they're wondering why it happened and then pulling out the Clorox wipes and, um, you know, totally expecting a response that fits what they understand to be the correct response. Exactly. So I have my Clorox, wipe, my Clorox wipes. Where are yours? Wait, you didn't bring hand sanitizer? Don't you know that there's a pandemic? <sighs> You're supposed to have your yeah. hand sanitizer. 
So they're pretty upset with the other members that don't have their hand sanitizer handy. They're pretty upset. Yeah. That's why we have the two. <laughs> That's what the two's always there for. Two swoops in. It's okay, everyone. I'll get your hand sanitizer. I'll go get your Clorox wipes and make sure that everyone has what they need. Yeah. And the two is going to do everything they can to to go get that hand sanitizer. So if it's cleared out at the old uh, mom-pop shop down the street, yep. you're going to figure out a way to get that hand sanitizer. Yeah, twos are buying that in bulk on Amazon at 80 bucks for four ounces of Purell. To give, to, every, to give to everyone else. They got to help. You got to make sure everyone has their stuff that they need here. Them helpers. Them helpers. So, so two's helping the one out because mm-hmm. the one's disappointed that everyone else didn't treat it seriously enough. Yeah. What's the three up to? Man, the three, I mean, we got an image thing here going going here, right? So we're at this party and the three's making sure that their hair's done right, that their trampoline's in the right light and that everything <laughs> looks okay, right? So, like they're prepping for the Im- <laughs> the Instagram post here. The right lights. Yeah. So like there's a good a good lighting and bad lighting for trampolines, for yeah. fold out trampolines. If you're putting it on Instagram, absolutely. <laughs> so the three's making sure that looks fresh. Everything has good lighting and bad lighting on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the shot here. We gotta get the right shot. Yeah. See that's what I don't understand. Instagramless Dan, that's just a new piece of information for me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make it look good, man. There's a design aspect here. So they're getting the trampoline look just right. They're mm-hmm. getting their look just right. Yeah. Yeah. They're dialing it in. Meanwhile, I kind of think that they hand maybe the phone or their camera to the four and they say, hey, will you take my photo? Just make sure I don't look mean. Ah. And the four says, mean? You're right. What does this mean? What does this mean? This virus, this COVID pandemic. What does yeah. it all mean? What's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of this? Maybe, yeah. So if the four... Then they get caught up into that headspace. They they probably drift to like questions like, does altruism really exist? In its purest form? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going down a philosophical rabbit hole. Yeah. Gandhi probably felt a sense of pleasure <laughs> from helping others, yes. from helping the lower caste systems. So his suffering wasn't truly altruistic. Was it? Yeah. Is that possible? Probably, yeah. Meanwhile, the three's just like, take the photo. <laughs> yeah, the three's like, <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> take the photo. That, that jump was exactly the look I wanted. Yeah, you missed it. You're over here pondering <laughs> altruism. I'm over here trying to look good. I just did the perfect pose midair on my fold-out trampoline. How dare you? Now, all of my, my 4K followers, or actually like my, my 14 followers are going to miss this photo. So the four is going down that philosophical rabbit hole. What's the five doing? Oh, man. They're always doing it right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the five, they're, um, they're, they've set their fold-out trampoline. <laughs> I can't get over this concept of a fold-out trampoline. <laughs> so they, yeah. They've set it a, a little bit away from yeah. the others. They're just hanging out on their own trampoline. Mm-hmm. Um, they've probably been consuming information about the pandemic. So they're looking for statistics. They want to know what the numbers have been previously, where their current location at is at comparative to the global standard in response to it, and then projections. Like, what what are the projected numbers for this area? What does that mean mm-hmm. for me? And... Um, how soon is this going to come out in book format? Yes. 
Absolutely. For everyone. So that they should be on the right page. Right. Yeah. 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 So I kind of, met, yeah, like in my head, I see the five a little bit set away. They're behind their computer, fixing their glasses, maybe taking a hit from their inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, I got it. Crunch the numbers. Here's what to expect. What's the government even doing about this? Here's what you need to do based on this and that. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. listen to this. This yeah. is what you need to listen to because I've consumed. <laughs> and what, I know what can be consumed about this. Yes. Yeah. So there's the five. What What's about the six? Oh, What's the six. the six up to? Well, six. Remember, we're all about security, yeah. so we're trying to get those resources. So the way I kind of picture <laughs> it is maybe the six is absent from the group. And then uh, joins the group, and their pant legs are all stuffed full of toilet paper. <laughs> so everyone's like, "Hey, six, what were you doing?" So wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So the six rolls up. Yeah. And they're clearly in their pants. They're the legs of their pants. There's yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, as okay. many rolls as you can fit in a pant leg. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, so, what were you doing in the bathroom? Like, yeah. well, yeah. and then they sneeze, <coughs> kind of thing. And they're like, oh, I got to go. I got to go get tested right now. I got to get out of here. I'm pretty sure I got this COVID thing. So they're headed to the hospital to get one of them test kits. Yeah. But the thing that I imagine it by the six is it was all deceit. They didn't go to the hospital. They went home to add the toilet paper to their bunker <laughs> with their gas masks, their freeze-dried food. There are thousands of other rolls of toilet paper. So they're at the party of the seven, and they've raided the cupboards of the seven. Absolutely. <laughs> to go stockpile Absolutely. Their, their own casa. Yeah. I mean, just think. People are tripping out about toilet paper. There's all these public restrooms. There's all these uh, portages around. There's toilet paper. If they're <laughs> missing, those are sixes. The sixes are all over that. Got to get those resources. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And the seven, all the while, just, just bounce it up and down <laughs> chaotically, going yeah. from one to another, mm-hmm. asking their friends in Kazakhstan which uh, trampoline is best. Yeah, how are you guys doing over there? Is the sun bright? What does it look like? Is COVID a big deal? We're just having fun over here. Yeah, this is my friend. This is my friend, the six over here. All, all kinds of toilet paper in their pant legs. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, what's the eight doing, man? <laughs> just mad at the world, disgusted. Uh, the kind of, eight, I yeah. imagine they're like impatient with the fact that there's even friends going on and people are just talking about this so casually and flippantly. Yeah. Uh, they might say, uh, if this if this party doesn't get going soon or pick up soon, I'm out. Like, I'm going to go start my own party. Yeah, I'm going to start my own party. Yeah. This feels like a complete waste of time at this point. You guys yeah. are arguing over hand sanitizer. Where'd the two go? The six just took off with the toilet paper. Seven's talking to their friends in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Waste of time. I'm gone. Five's off by himself in a corner. Yeah, what's the dunce doing over there <laughs> on the computer? The dunce. It's <laughs> just disappointed just in the mad. scene altogether. We could they, do this better. Yeah, because they could do it better, yeah. right? Or different. Or different than this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the nine... The just, nine sees the eight's disgust, and what's the nine's response to that? Just pumped for the opportunity to be together, <laughs> thinking it's going to be okay. Maybe we should make a habit out of this. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we yeah. should do fold-out trampoline COVID Mondays all the time. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, what a great opportunity it is for us to connect in a unique way. <laughs> yes, how much fun is this? Yeah, so they're talking the eight into staying. Yeah, it'll all be okay. It's, it's all gonna be okay. okay. Yeah. This is great. Achieving peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Can you imagine all nine types at a party like that, actually? Never. <laughs> it would be a bit funky, no doubt. Because the five wouldn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> be in their basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no just doubt. 
consuming them facts, getting thems, getting thems facts. So if we shift from yeah. talking about just like the joke side of this into what are practical strategies to cope with both, like I said, the virus itself, but also just the response and policy in response to the virus. Yeah. What can be done about this? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, first thing that comes to my mind is just acknowledging the circumstances. Like I was trying to put myself like in the shoes of some business owners here and that kind of thing. And just thinking like, man, it has to be so difficult. Like what if we were told, right? Like you have to shut your doors tomorrow at 8 p.m. Like that throws a major wrench in life, right? I can tell you straight up, my worry would be like, oh, financially that's going to be an Mm. issue. Um, Yeah. And I'd be worried about like... um, yeah, the people that I that I see in therapy, I'd be worried about how to manage or accommodate what's needed in terms of ongoing treatment. Totally. So, so I'd immediately be worried about a, a variety of things. Yeah, truly. You know, and a huge one I think for us are in similar positions too. Is like FUSD keeps kicking back the date that they're going to go back to school. Understandably, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like, wow, okay, there's another week. I got kids at home. How are we going to make this happen? Yeah, childcare, childcare. Yeah. Yeah, like all of that. Um, so, you know, I have seen on, on Instagram or social media, just it seems like that business owners have been flexible and have been trying to, to figure it out. You know, before we recorded this, we went up to kickstand and they were slinging food out the window, you know, like um, I think people are doing their best to keep things rolling mm-hmm. amidst the circumstances. So mm-hmm. I think one, just validating like this is a really tough time. Um, and then acknowledging also, yeah, like making it through, trying to adjust and adapt and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I think you have to acknowledge what's really going on. So not be, um, ignorant to it, um, and ignorant to how it feels to be going through such a unique experience. Yeah. But one way I was thinking about how to then respond to what you're accepting and how it feels emotionally and what, what are the circumstances, I thought it'd be cool if we walk through a bit of the model you use in therapy, um, the ACT model, ACT. Hmm. Um, Could you walk us through a bit of that? Yeah, I think that's a really good approach in this type of situation. You know, it all revolves around, again, psychological flexibility is the idea of opening up, being present, and doing what matters. So for me, in a situation like this, the first word that jumps to my mind is acceptance, as I think it starts with acceptance. Um, do you have a good, like, like if you were to define acceptance real quick or maybe in a way that you talk about it with your clients? Um, Ooh, it'd be good. It'd be hard for me to come up with one or two words. Um, but I think one of the big components to acceptance is being aware. So not being ignorant to what's going on. So it's easy for us to think that a thought or a feeling that produces discomfort, that it'd be best to get rid of that or ignore it. And I actually don't think that's part of acceptance. So the big key is to be fully aware, try to be fully aware and present with what you're thinking and feeling in that moment. And then, um, to accept what are that, whatever that is, even if it's, it's discomfort. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where it all starts. Right. And so in a couple of few words I often use for acceptance is just the practice of actively being open, Mm -hmm. right? Like just openness to what's happening. I think one component that goes on there is showing an appreciation or an understanding for, which I think is what you're speaking to with awareness. Mm-hmm. Like this, these are the circumstances. Like if without, a, without acceptance, we're just going to react to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so once we start with acceptance and say, this is what's happening, this is how I feel. These are the thoughts going through my head. Then you can apply wisdom, right? You can act out of that wise self. Um, to do the things that matter in life. Mm -hmm. So for me, just like you were saying, I think it starts with acceptance 
and then understanding that these thoughts that I might have, you know, are just simply thoughts. If I like to channel this river, I could channel it in one direction or another. If I were to, if I were to try and channel it toward, um, let's say toward fear or toward anger, how is that going to define my experience mm -hmm. of the shutdown? Mm -hmm. Um, or I can channel it in another direction mm -hmm. or just let that river flow. And so that will define my experience in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. uh, one, um, one example I often use in therapy or like kind of like a metaphor is I'll, I'll say two people walk up to the Grand Canyon at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're at the same place, same location. They're looking at the same thing at the same time. One leaves impressed and the other leaves unimpressed. Mm -hmm. What's different? That the, uh, <laughs> Second one's an eight. Second one's <laughs> an eight. No. It's their yeah. perspective, right? Perspective. Yeah, and what they're choosing to look at. Totally. Yeah. So if one person comes with preconceived notions or expectations about what it might be like and that sort of thing, and then if that canyon doesn't meet those expectations or what they thought it should be like, mm -hmm. then they're going to leave with a, an experience that's rooted in maybe disappointment or something like that. Mm -hmm. The other person might approach the canyon with openness or a sense of curiosity anything like that mm -hmm. just see what the light looks like on the wall anything like that or show an appreciation for the geological masterpiece mm -hmm. that kind of thing and the history behind it and then think wow i have a wholly a totally different experience of this boom so, acceptance so acceptance yeah so then with that you know the the next thing we talk about is being present right it's easy to get lost right now in I mean, for me, I would think it would be really easy to go down media rabbit holes with everything that's coming out. Mm -hmm. And so with that brings up all kinds of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, what about this? And what if this? And what mm -hmm. if that? That kind of thing. Well, I heard this and you heard this and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I think about this like there's a variety of information and um, it'd be infinite because you could seek that wide variety of information about future experiences and you could end up looking for infinite amounts of information sure. and I, w one one way that i think about this during moments like this is that it's really important to make sure the information that you're looking at relates to you and your experience and one way that i talk about this in therapy is um i i, I talk to people about well that that feeling anxious in response to something that's producing this uncertainty or this threat to survival or threat to your daily routine and comfort um, is that you're trying to explain it so that you can change it or or influence it in some way or another and that's actually built into us that's how we survived right so um, early on our species if um, if we ran into a bear immediately we'd have to figure out what do I need to do to survive this experience and I'm collecting that information of seeing that bear and it's right in front of me the information is right there in front of me and what's unique different from our early evolution process is that um, we now can consume information about things completely outside of us. And so we could spend time finding threats infinitely, ultimately. And we'd want to explain those or predict those or provide some clarity for how I would respond to that. But there's some limitation to that. Certainly. And then, yeah, so if we make ourselves exposed to threats that might not be happening at this moment in our current experience mm -hmm. maybe i'm looking at what bears are like in kazakhstan mm -hmm. right that triggers a sense of 
Anxiety? Yeah. Anxiety not tied to an immediate threat. So the way that then I would apply that is it's important that when you're looking at information for the virus or the effect of the virus that, um, first of all, one of your data points is your firsthand experience. So how has your life changed or not changed? Um, And use that as one data point for a piece of information. And then secondly, to be aware, if you're feeling anxious while looking at the information and you realize you're looking at information that does not relate to your area or your community, you've probably gone too far into seeking out information that's not going to have an effect on you predicting any change for the future. Right. And then what? So I, well, yeah, (laughs) for me, I, I think it's important to set boundaries with it. So you set boundaries with the information that you consume, that you're consuming information that relates to you and your experience, that you also use your first-hand experience as one piece of that information, and then you make decisions from that information. Voila, yeah. And then so from an ACT standpoint, um, the thing we bring it back to is the idea of being present. So again, if you're looking at information and it's taking you to a place that is not here and now, then what we want to do is catch that and then become oriented with the here and now. Um, data points, right? So we often talk about the five senses. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever looking for, well, how do I get oriented here and now? You can always collect data from your five senses. So what is it that I feel? Was it that smell, hear, touch, Mm -hmm. taste, that kind of thing? And then that can always help you get oriented in the present moment. We always talk about taking a breath, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can always notice if I'm, again, floating away to Kazakhstan because there's a Mm -hmm. bear out there that's Mm -hmm. threatening, is I can take a deep breath and then tune into my senses of what's mm-hmm. going on around mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I would be making contact with the yeah. present moment. One of the most profound ones too, when I, when I work in therapy or just in my personal life on that, being aware of my senses and my present experience is that sense of touch in particular, mm-hmm. which then I think refines even into that um, concept of a, a, a meditative or a mindful body scan, yeah. um, being aware of where I'm feeling tension currently in my body and bringing tension or bringing awareness to that and then allowing myself to release that tension mm-hmm. um, in that moment. So being aware of my current experience and then also being aware specifically of my body and where my body is at in that experience and making an effort to adjust. Yeah, I love that. And then physiologically, we cannot be experiencing competing states, correct? Like you can't be both relaxed and anxious at the mm-hmm. same time. Is mm-hmm. that true? Yeah. So then if you're actively relaxing yourself, yeah, like can't mm-hmm. feel both anxious and relaxed mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of leads us through contact with the present moment. So one, open up, accept, watch your thoughts. Two, make contact with the present moment, be here now. And the third thing is where I love to put a lot of emphasis, particularly in therapy, is knowing what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what matters in a scenario like this? Mm-hmm. And then committing to act on what matters. So values we often talk about, again, are like directions on a compass, like true north. If you know what matters, you follow that direction. Mm-hmm. And you choose to go that direction knowing that you do that because it's good, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So values, you know, like some that pertain, that are important to me, I'll say, you know, like creativity, productivity, enthusiasm, humor, fun. I think a big one right now that's uh-huh. funny you didn't mention being a six Yeah, is um, that I hear people speak about, not using language saying this is my value, but just speak about right now is safety. Safety, safety. and health. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so those are realistic values. So just as a real quick tangent, I want you to dip back into what you were sharing yeah. there. But um, 
for like the value of safety and health, knowing mm-hmm. that in this current moment, I have to think about my immediate uh, experience and those that I'm close with. What is their experience currently? Yeah. And I'm lucky, I'm fortunate that um, the people in my life are, are experiencing safety and health. And so, yeah, uh, you know, I'm living up to that value. Yeah. And so that value also, if that value to me, one is if it's, if it's compromised, it kind of, it takes a precedent, right? Like mm-hmm. it kind of takes the front seat. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be, to live out your best self if you don't feel secure and safe, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and so I like what you were saying earlier about if you're going to collect information, like go to primary sources, collect what's relevant mm-hmm. to you, and mm-hmm. then make informed decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. And then again, if I were to come back to the values I was mentioning earlier, then what does it look like to act on creativity, enthusiasm, mm-hmm. fun, humor, productivity? So in, in particular, just to make one quick connection, so social distancing is a thing that, mm-hmm. that helps maintain safety at this point in time that means there's that separateness which means that it can feel like there's limitations to creativity or productivity certainly yeah in some ways right we probably according to the cdc we probably shouldn't throw a party over 10 people right now yeah that's seven way out of line way out of line well there's nine people there right yeah so they're just under just Just under and there's social distance yeah and so they're, they're practicing according to the standard right now, but, and they're just videoing in from Kazakhstan. Right. Yeah. But you make a really good point is this idea of one of our connection or one, sorry, one of our values is connection to others. Like we've, we've typed that as one of our premier values, yeah. things that we're being about. Yeah. So what do you do in a world where you're, that's your value and you're being told to stay apart in a way. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the paradox right now. Yeah. One thing that comes to my mind, if you're going to be quarantined or holed up or told not to practice your business in any city in the entire world, there's no place I'd rather be than Flagstaff. Oh, yeah. What a great area. I was thinking, we were talking about this, and for me, I was thinking about it, like, just just this last Sunday, we drove down to Sedona, hung out down there. Like, there are places to be socially distant and to go see really cool stuff. Yeah, so I think getting outside... Yeah, I mean, it's snowing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think getting outside, even though we have the social distance recommendation, is really is a good way to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, like if it's <laughs> building a snowman, uh, hitting your best friend in the face with a snowball from a foot away, <laughs> just reenacting that Dumb and Dumber scene. <laughs> or if it's going for a run or <laughs> anything like that right now. Oh, man. We should make a that a social, <laughs> social media challenge. Oh, I like that. Hit your friend right square in Just the face. Just square in the face with a <laughs> snowball. <laughs> hashtag to the face. Hashtag beyond flag. Flag, flag, snow, snowball, snowball. <laughs> snow face. Anyways, maybe we could refine that. We could Let, that let's, yeah. let's see for us connecting to others. Let's see if we could create a locally based um, social media challenge. So check out our social media what do you think? I, so I think I'm Instagramless, Dan. You are proposing in, this. So this is pretty funny. <laughs> what, why don't yeah. you refine this a bit? No, you nailed it. I love that idea. Is again, so there's so many challenges and things going around. What if we create something locally that's relevant to Flagstaff? What's going on in our media environment that can help us connect right now, some sort of way? Maybe that's a snowball to the face. I like that one. That one sounds fun. Um, so check check uh, Beyond Flag on Instagram later, and we'll have some sort of something. And our idea is to get that to spread, one, to bring a little bit of cheer among these times, and two, again, for us to act on our value of connection to others Mm -hmm. in a time when we're being told to 
practice social distance. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing later today, Dan? What do you got going? Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, in part, one of the things I got going later today is spending time with my family, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I actually, there's part of me that can really tap into framing this as what a good opportunity to like just spend time <sighs> yeah. with um, my family. And that, that's, an, that's a relatively easy one for me. Um, I've been able to do that with various experiences of my life when it feels like everything's going crazy and then I'm forced to shut down for one reason or another, even on snow days or things like that. It's yeah. easy just to tap into what a great, like we're happy, healthy. Mm. We have our immediate needs met and so it's cool. Yeah. And then let me just tag on one thing to that. When you and I were talking about this, I thought one thing that was cool is if you, if you have these elements, these values like creativity or productivity, I don't think you necessarily have to compromise those or that those are automatically um, reduced in something like social distancing or isolation. Like with my family, I thought um, sometimes we like watching cooking shows and how cool would it be for us to cook one of the things that we've watched or to make one of the things that we've watched together and to be productive and creative in that way. It's like a unique opportunity for this. Yeah, for sure. I think you had to tag on that a little bit. It's just humans tend to do really well when we frame things in terms of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we become closed to what's going on around us, it makes us less likely to make something out of this situation. If you take a lens and you look at it through the lens of opportunity, yeah, like there's no reason to compromise your values now. Mm-hmm. It's just the idea of what does it look like to practice those in this type of context. Yeah, so like you're saying, if it's connecting with family, cooking a meal, something like that, like that still exists. It might be more likely to do that now mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. typical nine to five drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll allow for that creativity. So, what about you? What do you got going to? Oh, man, I'm gonna go hit up the grocery store. I'm gonna go look on a search for toilet paper. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I just got to get some stuff for the house. But then uh, I'm kind of hoping you, to go for a run. Are you so, you gonna go over to the seventh house, fill up your pant legs with toilet paper, with toilet and then paper. sell it on the corner, and then dip. Oh, I ain't selling it. <laughs> it's going in the bunker pile. right next to the gas mask yeah. and all my uh, freeze-dried meals, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Number six. The six. Yeah. So that's what I got going. But uh, it was good to sit here in the dunny. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just like a quick word of encouragement for everyone, you know, like uh, just to validate again that it's a difficult circumstance out there and impressed by how people are adapting and evolving to what's going on. So just want to encourage everyone out there that... uh it's doable. Yeah. Well, then why don't you take us out by shouting us out? Yeah, shout us out. So check us out, www.beyondflag.com. Splag, Splagfeld. Spelled F-L-G. <laughs> Flag spelled F-L-G. Yeah. Um, and then also hit us up on Instagram, beyond, beyond underscore flag, and uh, the Twitter feed. I will say that our, tw- our Twitter feed has been neglected when compared to Instagram. <laughs> I only got enough attention for one of those things, man. <laughs> Um, see, yeah. and we all know Dan's out with the social media, Twitter list Dan, Facebook list Dan, Instagram, Instagram list Dan, Dan TikTok list Dan, Snapchat list Dan. <laughs> what do you have, man? Shout out! I got Facebook. Oh, you got Facebook? <laughs> Never mind, man. Facebookful. Dan. I don't think me and you are Facebook friends. <laughs> I, de- I deactivated my account, man. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. I'm gonna go search for it. Yeah. Oh, you can act, you can ask to be my friend. Is that for, you can friend request me? Yeah. <laughs> no, check us out on the on the Instagram yeah. and beyondflag.com. Flag yeah. spelled F L G. F L G. Love you. Right.